All right, let's do this thing. You sure? Yeah, let's get the tremor going. All right. We're starting with that, right? That was their original that was their original catchphrase for the truck. Get the tremor going. <laughs> get the tremor going. Kevin Bacon was the spokesperson. Is he in Tremors? Yeah. How, how do you know? I thought it was Shia LaBeouf. What? No, that's holes. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think Shia LaBeouf was born when Tremors came out in 1987. 87? I wasn't even born. There you go. Or was I? Hello and welcome to the Unnamed Automotive Podcast. My name is Sammy Hadjassad, and with me, as always, is my good friend and fellow automotive journalist, Benjamin Hunting. Say hi to the people, Ben. Greetings, human listeners. Greetings to everyone. If this is the first time you're listening to our podcast, uh, thank you for trying something new. I just want to reiterate, Ben and I are a pair of automotive journalists, and you can find our work all over the internet. In fact, I'm going to ask Ben to plug a couple of the publications that he's recently written for. Go for it, Ben. You can find my work at Inside Hook, at Haggerty Classic Car, and at Driving Line. And you can find my work at Nouveau Magazine, as well as Autotrader.ca. Today, we're going to talk some trucks. Isn't that right, Ben? Well, we're going to talk one truck, maybe two, maybe maybe three. So, multiple trucks, at least a trio of trucks. Maybe three. You've been warned. I have. You've been warned, not me. Have I been warned? Not often enough, I don't think. (laughs) So, what is the truck that you've been driving? So, I drove an enormous, ridiculous truck, uh, the Mm -hmm. Ford F-250 Tremor, Sammy. F-250 Tremor. Now, this is a full-size, this is a... Massive, what do you call these things? HD. That's yeah, what they well, call heavy duty. It's a heavy duty truck, or as Ford calls it, super duty, because they got to be that much better. And it comes with a, a 6.7 liter turbo diesel V8. And that engine itself is good for 475 horsepower, which is about 25 more than it used to make. And it has 1,050 pound feet of torque. What can one do? With 1,050 pound-feet of torque. And I believe it's at a ridiculously low, like, uh, like RPM. And we well, I think the torque. engine redlines at, like, 4,500 RPM. So okay, good. Everything happens low in this truck, except for when you're climbing in, in which case everything happens super high. Oh, no. Um, the truck is the, – the truck – what you would do with this truck typically is tow stuff. I mean, that's why you get a crazy diesel motor. Um this one, though, the Tremor, it's an off-road package. So it's not just the fact that it's an F-250, but Ford has made this Tremor package available on the F-250 and the F-350. It's roughly equivalent to the Power Wagon from Ram, which mm-hmm. is only available on the 2500 and isn't available with a diesel. So Ford is kind of trying to one-up things. Um, it's about four grand more than what you would spend for a regular same trim turbo diesel version of the F-250. I was driving a platinum truck that was about $85,000, Sammy. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, the platinum truck. That's trim a load of money. With the diesel engine and with the um with the Tremor package, that's what you're looking at. So, the it comes with stuff you've got uh, I think it's an inch taller than a regular F250. It's got a locking rear differential, a limited slip front differential. Um it's got a rock crawl mode if you're into that. In, in for you know controlling your speed, your forward speed out on the trail. I, you know, I'm going to say something about rock crawl modes. I've mentioned this in the past, but Sammy, I feel like the point of off-roading is to have fun, right? Yeah. yeah most of the time. I mean, unless you're doing it for work, 
in which case it's a different thing. But recreational off-roading, it's because you enjoy the experience of driving on a trail across some rocks or mud or whatever it is. Or you've got somewhere real important to go and you don't want to use roads. Or, yeah, you're being chased. So like, <laughs> yeah. those, are, those are the only three legitimate <laughs> off-road operating modes. So I've always wondered at why these trucks increasingly come with stuff like crawl control or um, – off-road cruise control, I guess you could call it, because it seems to take a lot of the fun out of off-roading, which is being skilled enough to drive your truck in low-traction situations and knowing how to apply the throttle and not just focus on the steering, which is what these things do. Am I, am I wrong, Sammy? Well, I mean, you're assuming that people get into a truck that's $85,000 and are capable of uh, and are skilled enough at driving it um, in, in these off-road settings from the get-go. And I don't think that's the case with everybody. So uh, just to just to, uh, re, just to reestablish what these rock-crawling modes are, it is essentially cruise control for going downhill or uphill. It's, it's at any, any speed, I think. It's just basically like a forward crawl control. So you drive really, really slowly. It, 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 so you can set it at one mile or kilometer an hour and it will do – It'll hold that yeah. that speed. And you can just focus on articulating the wheels and applying brakes? Yes. Well, no, yeah. you don't have to apply brakes. I mean, it's doing it. Well, if you're afraid that you're going to hit something, I'm sure you would hit. Well, yeah, you do have to stop the truck. <laughs> yeah, I mean... so you would hit the brakes. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> um, so, like, and you think that somebody who wants who who invests into the off-road package should also be investing in the skill set that goes along with it and putting their putting their truck on the line for any off-road shenanigans, right? I I <laughs> I love this. I want to add that not only is is the the Tremor package $4,000, Sammy, yes. but the the um the diesel is like 10 grand. Yeah, it's super expensive. It's really expensive. Uh, it, it, but you know, th- there's there's something else I want. So I, just to round out what what else you get with the Tremor, uh, those tires, they're 35 inch off road, they're Wrangler Dura tracks, which are pretty popular on off road trucks these days from the factory. Uh, you get twin tube external. I think I saw external reservoir in the rear, but anyway, twin tube dampers on 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 the truck. It's actually a two inch lift, and there's skid plates, of course. Um, it's got you can get like the Ram, you can get a, a winch. In this case, it's from Warren and it's twelve thousand pounds. It's integrated into the front bumper if you want that. It's not part of the package, but I think you have to order the package to get it. And I think it has ten point eight inches of ground clearance total and thirty three inches of water weighting capability. Okay, so there's a lot of really impre- impressive numbers here. First of all, I need to talk about this lift that it has um, as a Tremor package. So you and I both know that F two fifties. They're way too low to the ground, right? Like, this needs to be lifted in order for it to be an off-road. I'm just glad Ford had the guts to finally make a taller truck. <laughs> it is it is difficult to get in and out of. It is very tall. Yeah. Um, kind, of, kind of a fun thing that's unrelated to all of this. So, here in Montreal, restaurants are not open right now. And my girlfriend and I, we took some, got some takeout and we had some potted plants in the back of the truck that we were moving, like tall trees. And I had some lawn chairs, and we sat in the back of the truck and had a picnic on the side of the road because that's how big the bed is actually. You know, it's an F two fifty, so it's an actually a useful size bed for like a, an hour or so. And all these people were stopping to to give us the thumbs up about our our unique picnic situation. But it, it really, the reason I'm mentioning that is because this vehicle feels like a house. It feels like you're driving a house at all times. Um, when even when you're driving, it doesn't really feel like it's in motion because it's so you know like when you're on a big boat and like the boat's going fast, but you can't tell it's going fast. It's only the wind in your face that makes you feel that. It's yeah. kind of like that on the highway in this truck. 
That sounds uh, pretty good. I like that. Pretty luxurious in a way. In a way, but then once you slow down around highway speeds, or mm. if you're on a particularly bumpy highway, the bloom comes off the roads pretty quickly. So does that mean that you feel a lot of that body roll or that sway um, that's associated with like off-roady trucks when they no. have that articulated suspension that usually kind of like wobbles around a little bit? No. Or is this really stable? What you're feeling is bouncing all the time. The engine, Bounce. I think the engine is like 500 pounds heavier than a gas motor. Okay. So the suspension has to be that much stiffer to deal with it anyway. And then mm. you throw in the fact that it's it's on different coil springs, be, or not just coils, different different springs because it's an off-road package, and you have a very, very, very bouncy truck. And I mean like rear-end dancing around a little bit, um, around corners if you hit a bump, or even in a straight line, the truck just rattles. Uh, it's not comfortable. So okay. that's that's something you're going to have to deal with. If you really want this off-road package, you're going to have to understand that it's not going to be nearly as comfortable as a regular F-250 in daily driving. And there are compromises associated with it. Interesting. And I wanted to to hear your thoughts. I think – I might be mistaken here, but I think you're a pretty big fan of the Raptor. Am I wrong that you don't no, like I, the Raptor? I don't like the Raptor at all. Well, you like the previous generation Raptor, not the current one. Isn't no, that the case? I, I don't have any You hate all Raptors. The the only Raptor I've driven okay. is the current generation one, and it is not a great experience in anything other than an off road setting. It is so a then, chore to drive. I wanted to ask if this if those experiences are related between what you get in the no. Raptor and what you get in this vehicle. This as is well. this is way easier to drive than a Raptor. It's okay. not as wide. At least it doesn't feel as wide. Really, uh, an F two fifty suddenly doesn't feel as wide. Well, That's the Raptor weird. has a wide body with like crazy flares and whatnot. It, it, it's it's a lot longer, and that's a problem in the city. Uh, parking was tough all the time, um, but I don't think that necessarily people who are buying this truck are going to be in an urban environment, so I don't necessarily want to p- penalize it for for that mm-hmm. aspect of its character. But uh, it's it's a very very expensive truck. You can tow like eighteen thousand pounds with it. It's it's a little bit of one upmanship because it's like fifty pound more torque than Rams uh, diesel in their heavy duty truck. I mean, it's just a torque war that's going on for marketing purposes. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know who's buying this truck to go off-road because it's not the best off-road vehicle f- unless you're in a wide open space. We've talked about that before with full-size trucks. It's kind of a problem to, to get around corners and get through gaps and that kind of thing. And you could high-side a truck like this pretty easily if you're if, because it's so long. Yeah. But uh, it's not going to let you down if you drive it within its parameters. Um, there's another engine you can get with this truck that I'm very curious about. I want to talk with you about, Sammy, and that's the 7.3 liter V8 that Ford has made available. 7.3 liter V8. Yeah, so that's, I think, a $2,000 option on this truck, on the F-250. And it makes 430 horsepower and 475 pound-feet of torque. What I don't get about this motor is I'm pretty sure the 5 liter in the Mustang makes 460 horsepower. Am I wrong? <laughs> I think that's close, yeah. And the torque has got to be in that neighborhood, right? So I know that for trucks, you need torque at a much lower um, area of the rev range. But surely they could make a camshaft in the 5 liter that would balance things out to the point where they didn't have to make a motor that's nearly one and a half times larger in terms of displacement. A lot of people, I mean, I've I've heard about this 7.3 liter um, V8. It's a big engine, man. Like that is, that's a lot of displacement for for a motor, and the output just doesn't seem like that that 
impressive enough. Maybe it's not. We're missing, I mean, it, it, we're missing something in terms of torque delivery or, or, or power delivery, maybe, but it can't be. It can't be that big of a difference. And you're right. And five liter should be able to do the trick. And GM makes a 6.2 in their trucks that mm-hmm. makes 420 and 460. So it's barely off and it's a full liter smaller in terms of displacement, in terms of volume. So mm-hmm. I don't get it. I, I mean, I would expect to see 500 in there somewhere if we're talking about an engine this large. Uh, I don't know if it's somehow less stressed if it's this size. I, I'm I'm confused as to why this engine exists. It seems like just something Ford did because they wanted to. Uh, I know that Ram makes a 6.4 as well. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty capable in its 2500 uh, and up trucks. So anyway, um, it, it, the 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 F. So the, you've got two optional engines in this Tremor. Yes. Um, you've got this V8 that you drove. I mean, this diesel that you drove. Yes. The 7.3 liter um, V8, that seems a bit excessive. And then the base engine is a 6.2 liter V8? No, Ford doesn't make a 6.2 liter. Sorry, is a 6, what is it? I don't know. Oh, no. Okay, yes. It might be a 5 liter. I, I'm not sure what the base base motor is. I'm pretty sure that the, the, 7, the 7.3 is an option. But you okay. know what's crazy is, is, is this truck's really, really fast. Um, the... Uh, the F-250, I think, does 0 to 60 in, like, just over 7 seconds, <laughs> which is pretty nuts. Hmm. Um, sorry, sorry. That's with the, that's with the, the, the V8, the, the, the V8. But with the turbo the gas, diesel... The gas, en- the gas engine, yeah. Yeah. But with the okay. turbo diesel engine, it does it in, like, 7.2. Hey, that's not bad. It's really not bad. And it does the yeah. quarter mile in, like, 15 and a half seconds. And that's with, like, a diesel engine, which are not known for being particularly great at acceleration. Um, hmm. It's really heavy. It's, like, an 8,000-pound truck. So that puts that number into perspective, even in even more stark relief against past diesels. Uh, I, when I drove it, I mean, it accelerates pretty well on the highway around town. It's still got the little, you know, diesel shake around before we get going kind of thing. It's a fairly yeah. loud engine, too, if you get on it. Um, it's not stealthy. Everyone's going to know you have a diesel, which is, I guess, part of the appeal. But, I, you know, I, I can't really fault a lot of the truck. The interior is not as nice as the Ram. The infotainment is not as nice. But it's very large inside. As long as you're on smooth payment, it's comfortable. It's very capable off-road. It'll tow a ton. It's very, very expensive. So those things have to be super important to you to buy it. But that's kind of my my final impression of the truck. It, it, it fills a niche well. I don't know how many people are looking to shop in that niche. Uh, but Ford apparently thinks there are enough of them that it's it's created this package. It's upped its game in the diesel world. And it's created this new gas engine. There's... It's... It seems wild. It seems a bit a bit much. But I'm I'm, I'm trying to imagine the customer in my head, um, and I and I run out of I run out of the imagination. This person is is really good. this is a toy. This is a, a no. A I don't truck think it's a toys. No, I don't think it's a. I I think it's it's a work truck that some people will use as, uh, to tow toys around. Okay. But uh, there there is a commercial aspect to a truck like this. Probably not the Tremor package. I mean, mm-hmm. unless you're. I hate to. I'm not sure if people who are working. If you work. Off-road, if you work in forestry or conservation or something like yeah. that or on a farm, if you could let us know whether you think these factory off-road packages are worthwhile or whether you just buy a base spec truck because you know it's going to get beat up, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, me too. Um, the other thing I want to know is it's got a new – it's got a pretty new transmission too, right? Like a 10-speed? Yeah. Um, any no, – any – any – criticism or or thoughts on that 10 speed Anything most of the time time? most of the time it was in fifth gear so i that's just what i noticed i don't really have any (laughs) it's kind of it's kind of a silly number of gears i don't really have any thoughts on it Um, okay 
And I wanted to talk about the interior of your of your model. What do you know what trim level it was? Was it like yeah, a Yeah, it was a platinum. I mentioned platinum, it earlier. Right. And I also mentioned it wasn't as nice as the Ram. And not at all. N- well, not as nice as the Ram. Is that because of that giant screen that you get in the Ram or is it just it's the, the fit materials? And, and... The fit and finish and the the design in the Ram is nicer. The details okay. are nicer. The Ford still has a lot of plastic in it. Yeah, that's too bad. Um what else was going on in this in this truck? There are a lot of a lot of sensors and cameras and technology to make driving it easier. Not really. I mean, it had um, stop and go. Well, not. Oh, sorry. It didn't have. It had adaptive cruise control, but it wasn't stop and go. In fact, if I drop below like fifteen miles an hour, I want to say, or twenty miles an hour, it would just turn itself off. Then why doesn't it just go into rock crawling mode? It's, at that it, point? it's terrifying <laughs> because like you're in traffic and suddenly someone breaks in front of you and the truck goes ding ding and then like you have to brake. That's that's all the warning you get. So I'm not very important. You need to make sure you engage the driver. Yeah. Well, I'm not impressed with that. I don't, I I feel like stop and go, or at the very least bringing the truck to a stop and then forcing the driver to go is a safer way to do it. That makes sense. Yeah. And parking it or or putting it in in those tight spots around town, as you mentioned, was a bit, um, a bit more than a bit. It's very difficult to park. It's huge. those like no sensors, no cameras didn't help in that regard. No, it has situation. them, but it, it doesn't change the fact that it's like sixty five thousand feet long. It's like that you can't. It doesn't warp space around the truck. Damn narrow. You know. Um. That's. I, I'm intrigued by this thing, and I really do think that the Ram Power Wagon is also a pretty cool truck too. Um. I've always found it interesting. Um. The the demographic for them because they can be quite expensive. And I'm so curious to know what kind of um, truck buyers go for these things. At the same time, sometimes I feel like um, truck buyers like having it all, and going nuts on the option sheet is, is totally acceptable in that in that um, market. I think that's totally cool. So maybe even you know opting for that 7.3 is something just that you got to do when the, the temptation is there when you want to get a truck that can do something. The, the V8 or the diesel? The V8. Okay, well, the diesel's a lot more expensive. That's true. <laughs> it's too. like five times as expensive. <laughs> and not yeah. only is the diesel five times as expensive, it's going to require a ton more maintenance. Like an oil change on a diesel engine this size alone is just, it's absurd. So that's something you've got to be ready for if you're buying a truck like this. Um, I want to, anything else you want to add about this truck? And do you no. think that it has any competition beyond the um, uh, Power Ranger, Power Wagon you said before? Not for off-roading. I mean, Chevy doesn't really make anything equivalent to this um, in a heavy-duty truck package. Is the Nissan Titan XD still around? Didn't it have a Pro nope, 4X dead. version? Dead it's dead? Gone. XD yeah. is gone. Yep. Oh, lovely. Okay, so yeah, this is just a two-person, a two-truck race right now. Um, I wanted to talk about another truck that might be coming an off-road oriented, maybe, um, vehicle, and it's the Ram... Uh, I believe it's called the TRX. This is a version of the Ram that um, that has that has been in concept that's been seen before in concept form back in 2016. In 2018, um, Ram finally said that they're going to make it, and now it's going to be coming at, by the end of the summer, apparently. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna it's the Hellcat truck. I mean, basically that's what it is. They they had a video that came out, and you can hear the Hellcat whine. It's a six point two supercharged V eight. In the concept, it had less horsepower. The original one, I think, was something like five hundred something. Yeah, five. I think five seventy five. Yeah, so it's 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 hard to imagine that they will limit it when they can just stomp the Raptor by <laughs> putting it at seven oh seven. Yeah. So um, I fully expect it to to offer insane amounts of power. Uh, I think it's a cool idea. I think one of the things about the Raptor, one of the many things about the Raptor I don't like is that it sounds terrible. 
And well, that new twin turbo V6, right? Like it yes. just doesn't sound that exciting. No, not at all. So I, I think that um, adding a V8 to the mix in this particular segment, which is super narrow, in fact, so narrow it only includes the Raptor, <laughs> is a really good idea. I'm excited about this, but at the same time, it, it, this is made to one up Ford in that one pl- in that one category. Is that right? You don't think this is going to be a this, this is not really trying to be. Uh, a class leader or anything like that. In I think they're definitely trying to be a class leader. I mean, they're going to have 200 horsepower more, probably. How much but horsepower? Look, how much horsepower does a Raptor have? I'm. I think five, 500 or so. Five okay, something. Well, so I mean, 707. That kind of makes you the class leader. 450. Sorry, 450 and 510 pound pound feet of torque. Wow, that's weak. <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, when the when the comparison is 575 up to 707. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and I, I like that. I like that it's going to kick face in the it kicks sand in the face of the Raptor. I mean, it's about time. Um, it'll probably be terrible to drive on the road <laughs> because of the suspension, which sucks. But I, it's still a fun idea. Uh, I don't think they should call it TRX. I mean, that's very anonymous. Why not call it Hell Truck or something <laughs> or Truck Cat, Ram Cat, uh, Hell Ram? Hell Ram. <laughs> There's all sorts of cool things they could have done. Yeah. You know that uh, someone's going to be making like a side business rebadging these trucks as Hell Rams. Like it's going to happen. Like decals and I mean, we see so many Hellcat and Demon decals uh or 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 badged vehicles, you know, somebody gets a um a Hellcat charger and suddenly I see the, that the entire vehicle has been wrapped with this Hellcat logo and it's pretty cool too. I can totally see people doing the same thing. And it's actually one of the coolest things about Mopar is the customization front and all the vinyls and stickers and packages that you can get uh, in the aftermarket or from the accessories department. Um, super cool. I think it's awesome, right? It's, it shows um, enthusiasm within the brand. I was wondering what you thought. So like this will allow Ram to have... Um, something that competes with the with the Raptor, and it will have. They still have, as we mentioned, that power wagon that will compete with this Tremor, for example, a, a little bit more slower paced truck. So they're covering their bases off road, and then for anyone else who wants to do more off roading, they've got a whole Jeep division waiting for you, right? Yeah, you can get a Gladiator if you want. <laughs> um, I'm excited about this. Do you have you like? Do you want a Hellcat-powered Ram? Of course you do. I want a Hellcat-powered Ram street truck. I don't want a Hellcat-powered Ram off-road truck because it's not what I do with trucks. Yeah. And on the street... Like the old SRT 10? Yeah, I I just think it'll be really compromised on the street like the Raptor is. So that turns me off. Well, the teaser that we see is taking place um, in, I guess, it looks like a, like a... Uh, a, a flat land, like a, bla- a bad land. A flat land. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> How do you describe this? It's it's sand, I suppose, but it's not like dunes. Do you find flatlands on the flat earth? Oh, I'm done with you. I'm done with you. We're going to the next topic now. Yeah, no. Sammy is, is a round be... earth denier. Just so I'm you know. not. I am not. Stop He's it. denying even I that. Don't, I don't want these emails, tweets, Ben. Why what else might he deny them? over the course of this podcast? Ke- listen keenly. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Um, another vehicle that did debut this week is something known as the Lord's, Lordstown Motors Endurance electric pickup truck this is endurance. a vehicle it's called the endurance it will reportedly start at fifty two thousand dollars it's an all electric pickup truck um another person trying to 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 jump in this segment where we've seen um tesla wanting to to compete with the cyber truck we've seen rivian um as well as their their other oem partners 
and um, Bollinger as well. But 52,000 sounds like a pretty reasonable starting point for a truck that may or may not – well, they've shown it to us, so at least and we they, know that one exists. But they say they're going to go on sale in 2021, which screams impossible to me. Why? Because, Why? I mean, how how many – Tesla wouldn't be able to bring a truck online that quickly. And right. um, but Tesla has other vehicles that they're working on and with. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and a full and, production facility. I just Lord, don't well, see Lordstown, Lordstown, this is the this is picking up in the bones of GM's former cruise plant. Oh yeah. Remember how similar the cruise and an electric <laughs> pickup truck are? I'm certain that there's a lot of tooling that just ports right over. Yeah, of course. Okay, let me tell you. The range on this first of all, it has four hub motors, which is pretty cool. Uh just which like means the Rivian. <laughs> which means that there's yes, there's a, a motor in each uh, for each wheel, which is great. Um, it will have about 600 horsepower. It will feature 250 pound, uh, miles of range, um, and I have a towing capacity of 7,500 pounds. Which That's sounds really not very not, good range for a large very, truck. <laughs> yes, not very good. So weight might be an issue there. Um, and it's a pretty uh, conservative-looking electric pickup truck. It doesn't look like anything too wild or wacky or out there. And that price point, as I mentioned, is $52,000. The lowest I think we've heard. Um, well, I mean, I think the Cybertruck is meant to be extremely cheap. But that's assuming we believe that's coming at that price point. And they've – they've they've um, what's the word I'm looking for? They've two-timed people before on, on price. Well, who has, Sammy? Who's they? Tesla. Okay. They've offered the the Model Three at a certain price, uh, got people excited about it, and then stopped offering that vehicle. I'll so. believe that this truck exists when I've touched it with my own hand. <laughs> okay, well, hold up. There's there are other people who believe that it exists. There's um, a company called I've never heard of this company. Sorry, this it's called ServePro, which is a disaster and recovery, uh, a disaster recovery and cleanup company. Lordstown has apparently uh, sold this this vehicle twelve this company twelve hundred trucks already for fleet use. So so so, so a company a, a company we've never heard of has bought a truck that doesn't exist. I mean, just because you and <laughs> the, I haven't heard theoretically of it. <laughs> with monopoly money. I don't know. I wasn't in the room when I saw this this transaction happening. It could have been monopoly money. It could Surf have been. Bro, sounds like the name of a company money. that an AI would come up with. Surfro. I, yeah, I guess you're right on that. But I mean, other other um, EV manufacturers like Rivian. Rivian struck a deal similar to to this with Amazon for um, Rivian vans that we haven't even seen in person yet. Um, and are we are we are we counting them out uh, already? I no, I have actually been inside a Rivian truck. It's a real thing. So that's a thing in my mind. It exists. There's object permanence for the Rivian truck. For this new truck, I mean, I could. Let's tomorrow. Let's announce a truck that we're gonna build. I the mean, unnamed automotive podcast. And we'll pull a Dyson <laughs> and we'll be like, it's the coolest, best vehicle ever constructed in the history of automobiles. But we but decided, on, in, hindsight, in yeah, hindsight, we've decided not to sell it. Because it would be it would be too disruptive. It, yeah, it would tilt the balance one. of power far too far too much in one direction. <laughs> and uh, and of course, it would be far too expensive to both buy and produce. Yes, um, there is no so, price tag at which our truck makes sense. Exactly. Uh, I love these trucks. I love this idea of these. I mean, one of my favorite things about the EV. This current EV climate is that there are a lot of automakers or wannabe automakers that are chiming in with unique ideas, trying to cash in, trying to make something that isn't found yet. And there isn't – so far, 
there is no electric pickup truck. And um, when there is one coming, when the one when one hits the market, we don't know what that price point will be. Yeah, but you know, it's also you got to watch out for snake oil. I mean, it's just it's wild west. People can make claims all the time. Look at Faraday Future. There's a company that spent I don't I even know how many Faraday Future. I remember I you know actually I have a notepad from their um, launch. Event. That's already more than Lordstown has given us. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, there is a rumor, however, that the new F-150, which is debuting on the day that we, we are recording this podcast, um, will come with an electric variant. What do you think? Yeah, yeah I think it's going to happen, but it, I, I don't know who's going to buy that truck. I don't know if it's – I think that there's a parallel market for high-end electric vehicles, and I think that companies like Bollinger and Rivian are targeting that market. They're not traditional truck buyers. I think that trucks built by Ford, GM with its – maybe with Hummer that, that's coming out the EV version of the Hummer. I think that those might be existing pickup truck customers who want to upgrade or who are willing to take a chance on an experiment. But I think that the smaller companies are looking for someone that's totally different. I don't think that Rivian is competing with Ford or GM or Hummer or anybody like that. Well, there is a demographic of pickup truck owners who view their vehicles as toys too, but can't, you know, there a lot of people think that a midlife, like, and not to not to stereotype, but like a midlife crisis mobile is sort of like a sports car. But honestly, not everyone uh, is comfortable with a sports car. They're not they're not the easiest things to get in and out of or see out of. Um, they they don't have a lot of space. They're very impractical. But you can kind of get a really um, a, a unique feeling from some pickup trucks as well when they're powerful, when they're fast, they're off roady, they look tough, they feel tough. They give you a, a sort of sense of satisfaction in terms of what you purchased and, and how you feel with them. And I think that those those electric EVs, especially those higher end ones, can satisfy that that demographic. Maybe as well. maybe that that I don't disagree, but I don't think it's a traditional truck buyer. I don't think the person who buys the most expensive right. F one fifty is going to buy a Rivian. Okay. I okay. Just don't see them as the same customer. I see them. Uh, I don't know if. Yeah, that's true. I was going to suggest that maybe something like the occasional Raptor like owner, mm. um, who never usually uses their Raptor to actually go off roading, but they just love the idea of having a badass truck, would want something as unique and interesting as a Rivian. No, I think the that's the, a totally different image. I mean, okay. the Rivian is going to be um, an eco image that's that and and, and a high end luxury image. And I think that the high end luxury eco is a non traditional automobile buyer. Perfect for, first of all, sorry, but especially for trucks, I think it's just something totally different. That's I do agree cool. that there'll be lifestyle accessories, but I just I think it's the sales are going to be small and they're going to come from outside the traditional pool. So then let's talk about this F-150. I mean, we're, we're totally – I don't know anything about it. So I, I, I hate that by the time this gets published, this podcast gets published, we'll be outdated on it. So what are you hoping to see in a, in a new F-150? I have no hopes. I mean I you have I, no I, No, I mean I don't mean that as in I think it's going to be bad. I just mean that I'm not particularly interested in an electric F-150. I'm not particularly interested in a compromised pickup. Okay. So it's just, okay. Then forget the electric part. What do you think the F one fifty needed to do in order for it to be um, in this next generation model? Is it a next a better, generation model? I think so. Well, I think they need to up their game on the interior. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. The interior needs to be completely redone, right? Yeah. And I agree with that. As soon as they they do that, even even the exterior can be touched up a bit too. If because I think we both agree that the Ram is the better truck these days um, for, for um, most buyers. And I also want to say it's been a little while since I've driven, maybe like a year since I've driven an extended cab F-150, but I think they were still using rear hinge doors mm-hmm. um, for the for the secondary in- entry to the uh, to the cab. 
you, those have to go. They rattle when you're driving around. And also, let's say you're a parent with kids and you're parked somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, if you open the front door and then open the rear door to get your kids out, you're trapped. If you're parked <laughs> beside another car, you can't move. Yeah. So that's not great. So um, um, I, I think that remember, yeah, I they're the only. You. I think that the only company still making that design. Interesting. I agree with you. I think their biggest um, challenge is interior um, design, quality, and um, ergonomics. I remember their seats not being totally comfortable, especially the rear seats, not very, not very practical either. Um, so I hope that they they address those issues. I don't think they're they're, they're deal breakers. I think F one fifty buyers will still like the truck, um, especially this current generation one and the next generation one if they stick to that their the price point, the fuel efficiency. Those motors are pretty good. Um, so I think they'll they'll probably deliver in that on that front as well. And I guess that's that's it for this week's podcast. That is it for this else? week's podcast. Sammy, what are you going to be talking about next week? Next week I have the Cadillac XT four, and I'll be actually comparing it to the Lexus. Um, big spindle grilly NX 300. So a fun uh, compact luxury crossover comparison. And we've talked about the XT4 in the past, so I'm curious to hear uh, what your impressions are. Next week, I'm going to be talking about the Volvo V60 Cross Country. And it's not the crazy Polestar one. It's the regular V50 one. uh, Sorry, T5, I think it is. So um, I've I've been driving that, and I definitely have some thoughts on it. Very cool. Uh, for our listeners, let's give you guys a, a little heads up. If you want to check out all of our previous episodes, you can do that really easily by heading to our website, unnamedautomotivepodcast.com. When you get there, you'll see all of our old episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast so you get notified um, whenever a new one comes out. And you can also get in touch with us really easily using a contact form on the website. You just fill that out and it lands on our inbox. There are other ways to get in touch with us. Um, me and Ben are both on social media. You can find me at Sammy underscore ha, like you're laughing. And you can find Ben on Instagram. He's at hunting Benjamin. Additionally, you can email us using the email address. It's Benjamin at BenjaminHunting.com. Please use the email address. <laughs> Don't email us any other way. <laughs> so thank you for listening and i can't wait to talk to you next week ben so uh yeah everybody thank you for listening and uh, we'll talk to you next week bye